Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Packers conversation top of mind here as we hit the great the Schneider Orange Hotline and welcome in former Packers linebacker AJ Hawk McAfee and Hawk. You've listened to the podcast. You hear him on uh, Sirius XM. AJ, thanks for the time, my friend. Hey, no problem. Good to be with you. All right, so uh, I'm trying to decide. Um, I'm headed to Vegas here in about a month, and uh, I'm trying to decide whether I actually take a loan out and invest money in the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl. We talk about confidence levels compared to last year, where it was, as uh, some would put it, winning ugly. This year, much, much different. Where is the confidence level from the not only the former Packers side of things, but the national perspective on the Packers' Super Bowl run here? Well, I would think on the national perspective, people are looking at, at what Aaron has been able to do this year and the rest of the team, especially the defense playing well. So many different weapons on offense and the offensive line. like They're the total package. But they they seem like a very complete team right now with no weaknesses. And I, I think everyone is scared to death to play the Packers in the playoffs. Like That's the team you want to avoid if you possibly can and, and play them at the last possible minute. So... And I know just myself from watching them and seeing everything they're doing, I mean, you just watch how Aaron's kind of conducted himself. He seems so comfortable. He seems like he's having so much fun. It almost looks easy out there. And I think anybody knows playing quarterback in the NFL, I've said before, is is the hardest position in all of pro sports. So what he's able to do is, is truly special. No, I, I agree with you, and, and I call it maybe a loose form of it. He just doesn't seem tight this year. Uh, one of the things that – I wanted to get your perspective on is he seems to be a little fixated on getting that conference title game in Green Bay. And and he understands the importance of that, that you know, just the, the demeanor that he's had. And I've heard him say this countless, countless days, and you talk to him all the time, countless times to get that game into Green Bay. It just seems like he not only is fixated on that, but he will perform and take advantage of it as the clock is ticking for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, he, he loves everything about Green Bay, and I know he's he's definitely disappointed that the fans aren't in Lambeau like they usually would be, but it's still special to, to have the playoffs there and, you know, make it run through Lambeau. He knows, like, that's pretty intimidating for the rest of, of the NFC to think about. And, you know, like, it doesn't matter where you're playing. Like, I, I think when you start talking about, like, other teams and – you start saying, oh, well, is their quarterback all right to come play in the cold? Or are they like a dome team, a turf team? What is it? When you look at the Packers, and they can win anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. They're not a cold-weather team. They're not a warm-weather team. Like, wherever you play, like, they're going to be fine. Like, they have the skill set, and they can, they can find a way. And I think that's another thing that just makes them even more scary. You've uh, talked to him many times. Uh, you were a teammate of his for many years. We only see what what the media provides to us uh, most times uh, on a, a just a personal level. He seems so stoic right now. I, I mean, <laughs> when you hear him talk, 
Does that dude ever cut loose at all? I mean, behind the scenes, does he ever just just go crazy? I mean, we see him do a little dance here and there when he when he gets into the end zone, but on a personal note, behind the scenes, does he ever just cut loose? Yeah, I mean, he's always relaxed. He's always enjoying himself and having a good time. But you know, he's one of those those deep thinkers. So he's always sitting back and observing everything. And so he, he I wouldn't say he raises his voice very often, uh, but he loves um, you know he loves having a good time and he's. He loves a good argument with anybody if they're willing to get into it. I'm sure. I know John Kuhn is back there doing a lot of work with the team too. He and John Kuhn, anytime they ever were in the same room together, they love to to go back and forth and have these awesome debates. It's a, it was a fun thing to watch if you could ever film one of those situations. But he does, yeah. I think Aaron's always having a good time when you watch him on the field. He's definitely having a great time. He doesn't seem like he can be shook. Like there's, it really is. I can't. You can't put like a stat on it, but. To be an opposing defender and be playing the Packers, like already going into the game, they're already thinking, like, all right, let's just not let Aaron carve us up like he does everybody else. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, all right, I don't know how we're going to do that. Whatever we throw at him, we need to find a way. And I think they have a big mental edge because of, of all that the work Aaron has done and how he always seems to be five, six steps ahead of the defense. Yeah, I think I learned a lot some years ago when, uh, when Anthony Barr took him down. And Aaron was just, he was John uh, right back to him. I mean, there was, there was an issue right there. And I think that opened my eyes. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't do that. They'd lick their wounds and head off to, to, to the locker room behind the curtain. But that's, uh, that's it's just the competitive spirit of you guys. Uh, A.J. Hawk joins us here on the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, A.J., you went through the transition of the, the Favre to Rodgers and I just wanted to get the player's perspective here on what may happen and what may occur here uh, soon. And I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know if anyone knows if it's going to be next year or two years or four, whatever. What's going to happen then when they do ultimately make that transition to love? I don't know. I, honestly, it's going to be very weird to say that. Like I said, like you mentioned, I, I was on the team through the, the transition from, from Favre to Aaron and uh, my first two years there, Brett was the starter, and then we moved on to Aaron. So it was, it was definitely a, a weird situation, very unique. Aaron handled it perfectly throughout the whole thing, um, and we kind of let him down. His first year starting, we went six and ten. Our defense didn't really hold up. But I think honestly, it's hard to even think about what it's going to be like without Aaron in Green Bay. It really is, and especially since he's going to should win the MVP this year. Like he's playing at such a high level, but you know, yeah, eventually he's not going to be there anymore, and. If you thought like Aaron had big shoes to step into coming from Favre, which he absolutely did, like think about it now. If you're thinking, all right, well, they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now who's going to be the next first ballot Hall of Famer, possibly greatest of all time quarterback to step in and make plays? Like that's a lot of pressure on Jordan Love, and, and I hope he's up for it. I, I know everything you hear, he seems like a, an awesome guy and, and, and can be that guy, but I guess the question is, when is that? Yeah, and. Really, when you go back to three deep in, in you know Hall of Fame quarterbacks and franchise guys, there aren't many teams, if if really any at all, that can go star Favre Rogers, and then and then Love's got to you know step up because you guys are rock stars. Even you, I mean, I I work with Leroy Butler, Gary Ellerson. You've talked to those guys a, a million times, and. I, you know, you, even as a former player, you come back to the state of Wisconsin, go to a, go to a Packer game, AJ. I mean, you guys are looked up to like that, but man, the the heritage at the quarterback position in Green Bay, I, I don't. It's just amazing. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so 
difficult too is when you're especially if you're drafting somebody out of college like people say of course Trevor Lawrence is most likely the number one overall pick and he seems to have every single possible thing you could want in a franchise quarterback but we don't there's no guarantee it's going to work out like everything around you has to be in place like the timing has to be right and you got to stay healthy like there's so many things so yeah to to hit on those that many quarterbacks like you said that Green Bay has had it's it's amazing and it's not easy to do Todd Marinovich, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> it yeah. has been some. There's been some dis- disasters, no question. Okay, so uh, final thing for you, as the uh, uh, Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us, I really like what the NFL, uh, you know, has done to adjust to everything. I congratulate the NFL from top to bottom for getting through 17 weeks uh, through this pandemic. And in fact, some fans are in the stands here for sure, but. As you embark on the journey here over Wild Card Weekend and then get an opponent for Green Bay, is there any one team in the NFC, as you see it, that would be the most challenging for Rodgers and the, and the Green Bay Packers? Man, yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, there's definitely plenty of teams that could test them in there. I, I think it's likely that they end up playing Tampa Bay in, in their, um, you know, the first, their, after their bye. Uh, Tampa Bay is a team that I, anytime Tom Brady is playing well, which they seem to have kind of put some things together towards the end of the season, and their defense can play too, that's a team you want to worry about. The Saints, yeah, of course. That's why I think the home field was so big. You know the Saints are usually uh, much more explosive when they're playing inside the Dome. I know just from facing them, getting getting beat multiple times in the Dome, it's not easy to beat them. But I like the Seahawks too. Like I know they've been up and down throughout the season, and the defense hasn't played great. But, I mean, they're still 12-4, and four, and we know that they have some magic in them. And, you know, when Russell Wilson's a quarterback, it's scary. And, and Russell's a guy, too, that he, he's not, he can play in any kind of weather conditions, too, it seems like. So there's, there's teams all over you've got to be worried about. But I, I think all of those teams, believe me, they are much more worried about Green Bay than Green Bay is worried about them. Yeah, I seem to remember a Brady and the Patriots coming into Lambeau. And I, I for the love of me, I, I, can't, I can't remember what year it was, but – I still remember Brady on a final drive trying to either go in, tie it, or, or take the lead or whatever, and, and uh, fourth down was, was held in check, and he was just fuming. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't remember when that was, but I think a lot of people would like to see that same look on Brady's face if that matchup occurs. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. That's what uh, every Packers fan would love to see an opposing quarterback with the frustration they have trying to win the game. They know they can't. But, yeah, that's, that's what those elite guys are, man, like, those the the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, especially like the top tier ones, they are competitive as it comes, and they want to win every single snap that they're in. So, what's it like, real quick, working with McAfee? That's got to be crazy. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Pat's awesome. Uh, he's exactly uh, like anyone sees him, like whether on YouTube or on ESPN or listening to radio, whatever. Like he is, that's him, twenty four hours a day. He is always moving always got something going on and his brain operates at very high speed he's always thinking he's always on to his next thing so it's uh it's very fun to work with him because i our personalities are not exactly similar so i think that's what we go we go back and forth with no you bring a little sanity to that place you keep him on the rails a little bit aj hawk i appreciate the conversation good luck and we'll talk again all right thanks a lot all right, there he is, A.J. Hawk on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they're hiring right now. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Again, that's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 